Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Glad to be here with you today. Infowars.com, band.video. We have a lot to talk about. Of course, the number one story will be the absolute invasion happening at the southern border, accelerating faster than they even predicted. Article 42 hasn't even been lifted yet. It's set to be lifted tomorrow. But already you have hundreds of thousands of people crossing the border or waiting just on the other side of the border. We're going to get into all of that as just one aspect of the totalitarian global takeover as more freedom-minded populations find themselves being uh, forcibly replaced. That is genocide. We'll get into all of it. Lots of stuff to talk about. We'll be joined by a couple of great guests today as well. And, of course, opening up the phone lines for your calls. Let's just begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 10th of May, 2023. Right-wing extremist Tucker Carlson will relaunch his program on Twitter, a platform he praised as the only remaining large free speech platform in the world after Fox News fired him late last month. That's the way that CNN decided to report it. Right-wing extremist Tucker Carlson. The most normal man in America is now apparently a right-wing extremist. I guess if I was covering this, it'd be something like gay orgy bathhouse pedophile den CNN reports on uh, calls Tucker Carlson a right-wing extremist in a desperate attempt for relevancy after they are forced to fire their entire news lineup and much of their executive class because of sexual misconduct. Stories from Oliver Darcy. Of course, Tucker Carlson announces plans to relaunch his show on Twitter. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Alex Jones has some inside baseball on that. We'll show you the video. You can find it at Infowars.com. Meanwhile, scenes from the border, chaos and desperation. A day before the end of the pandemic era rules that allow officials to quickly expel migrants who enter the U.S. illegally, the southwest border is already a scene of chaos and desperation. Chaos and desperation. Makeshift camps, each with hundreds of migrants, have formed on both sides of the border in recent days. Some people have already crossed in the U.S., others hoping to do so. Getting a lot of different numbers. Uh, I think the most accurate one I've seen is 150,000 people waiting to cross the border. Just worth it to remind you very quickly that if you are waiting to cross the border, you are not an asylum seeker. If you are camped out waiting for the political atmosphere to be convenient for you to cross over the border, you are not desperate. You are not fleeing some pursuer. You are not a legitimate asylum seeker, and you should be expelled or prevented from entering, entering, entering the country in the first place. That, of course, is not happening because the people who run our government 
are actively participating in the invasion. Meanwhile, we have this story. DOJ files criminal charges against GOP Representative George Santos. The Justice Department filed criminal charges against GOP Rep. George Santos, according to a leak to CNN. Santos will appear in federal court on Wednesday, according to the outlet. Federal prosecutors have filed criminal charges against New York Rep. George Santos, and the really bizarre thing about this is that there was an FBI agent apparently embedded in George Santos's office. So just, just so it's clear, before in old America, in traditional America, you had civilian oversight of the intelligence agencies. Now we've gone full uno reverse. It's intelligence agencies having oversight over your elected representatives. And it's a disturbing development that will get into and explain a little bit later in the show. More on the other side, folks. We'll finish out the Daily Dispatch when we get back. Infowarsstore.com. It's Wednesday, May 10th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. All right, welcome back, folks. Continuing with our daily dispatch here. Eugene Carroll, jury finds Trump sexually abused writer in a New York department store 30 years ago. Totally crazy. A jury in a civil case has found former President Donald Trump sexually abused a magazine columnist in a New York department store in the 1990s. But Trump was not found liable for raping E. Jane Carroll in the dressing room of Bergdorf Goodman. The jury also found Mr. Trump liable for defamation for calling the writer's accusations a hoax and a lie. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. So they said he's not liable for the rape. She claimed that he raped her. He called her a liar for claiming that he raped her, which they say he didn't. But he's liable for defaming her for calling her a liar about the things she lied about. Okay. All right. Um, just uh, make sure we have it all clear now. It's the first time Mr. Trump has been found legally responsible for sexual assault. The Manhattan jury ordered Mr. Trump to pay her about $5 million in damage. And okay, great. Well done, you guys. You did it. What is there even to say about that? Finally, we have this. Biden administration announces $1.2 billion for Ukraine, bringing total military aid to $36.9 billion. Of course, the total amount that we've given to Ukraine since the war began a little over a year ago, it's upwards of $200 billion at this point. The Biden administration on Tuesday announced a new military aid package of $1.2 billion for Ukraine, bringing the total since its war with Russia began to $36.9 billion. If I didn't know better, if I didn't know better, it's almost like they're doing it on purpose. It's almost like they're timing this out just to rub salt in the wounds on the very same day that we have literally hundreds of thousands of foreigners pouring across our border because for years we hold we heard it was just way too expensive to build the wall five billion dollars to protect our border no way that's way too much 
a couple hundred billion for Ukraine's border, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll write a check. I mean, it, it should be insulting. It should be insulting to absolutely everybody in America. Again, I don't, I don't even know where we go with this. Uh, Breitbart News reports the $113 billion in U.S. aid the Ukraine has eclipsed the annual military budget of every country in the world except for the United States and China. So our border is completely open at this point. I mean fully abolished the entire border concept in this country right now. And I mean you – you would think in a democratic country, you would have some compromise at some sort. I was trying to say, I don't, I don't really get how this works. You've got Donald Trump, who runs for office, almost exclusively on the platform of build the wall. Build the wall, of course, just being the physical aspect of an idea that maybe we as a sovereign nation should protect our border from invasion by outsiders. Most votes any president's ever received. He gets 80 million votes the second time. Quick reminder that 80 million is uh, more than half of the eligible voters in America. So how he got outvoted by Joe Biden is uh, anybody's guess. But you've got a campaign that basically runs on the idea of border security as an absolute, as a wall that there should be zero people crossing, absolutely zero. Nobody should cross. Highest number of votes ever received by a presidential candidate goes to the man who runs on that stance. You would think in a democracy there would be some desire to move in that direction knowing that there was such an overwhelming number of American people who desire something like that, some sort of border security. You would think that the Democrats, maybe they continue their you know, anti-white, like pro-invasion, anti-America program, but like temper it a little bit, right? You see that so many Americans are way on that side of the spectrum when it comes to border security. Maybe you move a little bit in that direction. But instead, what you see is the opposite direction. I, I just don't get it. Why is our choice between two absolutes every single time? Why is it that in a, de- in a democracy, in a republic, in a place where the American people are supposed to have ultimate say over you know, what's done by their government, do we flip-flop from total border shutdown desired to absolute border opened millions of people every single year, unvetted, unchecked? I mean this doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense you would you would think there would be some sort of middle ground that the people who actually wanted to get elected would be able to occupy abortion is the same thing right a, a lot of these things are uh, fall into this sort of dichotomy and i i honestly don't get it i honestly don't get how you go from 80 million people voting on the build the wall guy to 
absolute zero border security at all. And that's that's where we are at this point. El Paso shelter director, humanitarian crisis, worst I've ever seen. We're expecting the worst when Title 42 ends. It hasn't even ended yet. It's already the worst they've ever seen. 150,000 illegal immigrants are camping out, waiting to surge the border tomorrow. FU Americans, illegal aliens, trash talk news reporters in heated exchange in El Paso, Texas. Again, it's just like the, the, the vast gulf of difference between the way these people are talked about in the mainstream media and then the reality on the ground. It's unbridgeable. It's just like our door has to be open for the poor asylum seekers that are just desperate to come join America. They love us so much and they're fleeing oppression. And you're on the ground, it's just like, Some 30-year-old dude in designer clothes being like, F you, America. I hate America. I'm in charge now. Who do you believe? (laughs) The inveterate liars whose entire purpose is destruction of your country through psychologically tuned deception? Or the invader actually just telling you what he actually feels in a heated moment? Illegal border crossings and apprehensions from U.S. to U.S. from Mexico. These are gotaways excluded. For President Trump, you had 2017 was just over 400,000. 2018 was just over 500,000. 2019 was just under a million. 2020 was just under half a million. Then the next year, 2021, you have 1,700,000 under Biden. In 2022, you had 2,300,000, the all-time high. And in 2023, you have 1,200,000 just in the first couple months. And they act like, they act like there's, there's no explanation to the invasion. Oh, it's a crisis. It's panic and desperation. I mean, we can just... We can just ignore, I guess, what the mainstream media says. We can just, I don't know, we can't because that, I mean, that's what, that's what people believe. But just a full-on invasion, just the, the population of the state of Montana every couple of months crossing over the southern border. Absolutely nothing is being done to stop it. 42 countries support declaring an invasion at the southern border. Border Patrol is reporting that 18,600 known gotaways at the border last week is a concerning number. That is a population size equivalent to the full capacity AT&T Center every single week sneaking into the U.S. border without getting captured. InfoWars is known for being tomorrow's news today. InfoWars is known for having 98% accuracy on average. InfoWars is known as being a game changer, and our products are not any different. Two amazing products that I really want you to try if you've never tried them, or if you've been a regular buyer of them, they've been sold out for a long time, they're back in stock, I want to remind you you are now back in stock, are the Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth. I don't have time in 60 seconds to tell you about all the ingredients, but believe me, you want to go research, you want to go check out Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth 
back in stock, but they're selling out quick. And despite the fact they're selling out, they're both discounted. In fact, Real Red Bull Plus is 40% off right now. But in a week or so, it's going to go back to full price. It's about to sell out. This is your chance to experience Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Thank you for your support. Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated triiodine form for a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism. Get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Yeah, folks, full-on invasion at the southern border. We're going to get into some of the other stuff. Tucker Carlson... Some other stuff, and um, some other stuff going on as well. We're going to take a, a slightly wider view of things as we as we always try to do. But I guess I'll just I guess I'll just report on the invasion. I mean, I, there's not too much to say about it other than we are being invaded, and the people who are entrusted and empowered with the ability and the license to protect us from this are instead helping the invaders in every way that they can. And when I say full-on uh, border invasion, I am, I'm, I'm not even being remotely – I'm not even remotely exaggerating. I mean it is a complete collapse of the border with absolutely no ability to – maintain or contain the sheer numbers of people that are at this moment either crossing or waiting to cross the border ahead of the expiration of title 42 who are we bringing in let's take a look at clip number five here here's an extense intense exchange in el paso between american reporters and the poor innocent loving as the democrats say more american than you Migrants, they're just so desperate for our help and so appreciative that we're opening our doors for them. Let's watch. He's heading to Florida. So Florida residents, there's your new neighbor. You in Texas? Florida. Florida? Florida? Turn around. Shut the f***. Let me leave my people alone. I got another ticket for helping my people out. Another Ticket, bro. I got two of them this week. First one for giving out water, for the third one for giving out food and helping out my people. Shit. 
you guys American El Paso, El Paso PD, and Feds of Border Patrol. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited to welcome these guys to your hospitals and your homes and your elementary schools? Isn't it, isn't it lovely that we're paying for this? Isn't it nice to know that all the hard work you do every day to feed your family, half your paycheck goes towards supporting these people? He's just like, these are my people, my race, my blood. I, they don't have any... Illusions as to who they are. It's like they, they aren't even pretending to like be American. Just literally despise us and are coming into our country in a full-on video. I mean, again, it's the same thing that's happening in Europe, right? How many videos have you seen out of Europe? Of Muslims just being like, we're we're get we're taking you over. We're gonna run this continent from now on. We're in charge, and just, I mean, I just don't get. I just don't get how the average American is okay with this. I mean, it's beyond being a cuck. It's beyond being like weak and cowardly and being able to be run over. Our government is literally just allowing in millions upon millions of people a year, probably the majority of which would be on that guy's side, right? It's like I'm not. It's like I'm beyond mad. It's just, I'm just. It's I'm just in mourning now. It's just like America's dead. Now they're just desecrating its corpse. You know, when your country dies, it's very sad. When when the corpse of your country is being used as a pinata for the new Americans, it's just you know what do you what do you do? 
What can we do? We can do a million things. It's explicitly allowed in our constitution, actually, to call up the militia and simply deputize regular Americans to go out and defend their own border. We could do that. It'd be the the work of five minutes from the Texas governor. Article 1, Section 10. Act requiring consent of Congress. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, or ships of war in times of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state, or with foreign powers, or engage in war, unless actually invaded, or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. So in other words, we have to have congressional approval to wage war. (laughs) Isn't that a funny joke? Isn't that a hilarious joke after three decades of endless warfare for which Congress has not even been addressed in terms of justifying the invasions that we've carried out? But regardless, technically we're not allowed to go to war without Congress's approval unless we're invaded, unless we're invaded, unless there's a force of foreigners who have crossed our border without permission, in which case there's no necessary discussion with Congress, the states themselves can just arm themselves and go to war. It's in the Constitution. It's Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. Explicitly lays out what we could very, very easily do. What they're doing instead, according to Bill Malugin from Fox News, per multiple Border Patrol sources, last night Border Patrol leadership made the decision to authorize all Border Patrol sectors to begin safe street releases of migrants to communities across the border if NGO shelters and CBP facilities do not have the capacity to hold them. So when I say totally open, when I say completely open border, that's what this is. Safe street releases. It's just extra words to say they are letting everyone in. Just weeks ago, I warned the world that the globalists were going to move against Tucker Carlson and take him off the air. People said, no way, he's the most popular that ever happened. They've got quadrillions in stolen money. They only had Tucker Carlson on the air because they believe they could control him. But as soon as they figured out they couldn't, he was taken off the air. It's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox or controlled by George Soros or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand. Please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsStore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. News breaking here minutes ago. George Santos has been arrested. We'll break that down. And we also have 
the House Oversight Committee Republicans dropping a press conference where they accused the Biden administration of being thoroughly corrupt. We'll go to that video here in just a second. Just dropped minutes ago. George Santos has been indicted on 13 counts. He surrendered himself and he's already in custody. I think it's amazing the the comparisons you can make on all of these things, right? The same time that our southern border is in a state of absolute collapse because when we all collectively elected a president to prioritize border security, to build a wall, to secure our nation from invasion, we were told there's no money. Can't do it. It's just way too expensive. So now we're bringing in millions upon millions of people, every single one of which requires tens of thousands of dollars of legal fees to process or to defend the hours upon hours, hundreds of hours apiece going into going through their cases, all of the I mean, just on its face, it's absurd. But the comparison between when Americans ask their own government for protection from invasion, there's no money. And on the same day that our border is in a state of absolute and total irrevocable collapse, we send another $1.2 billion to Ukraine, bringing the total upwards of $100 plus billion sent to that country for God knows what reason. And similarly, you've got this comparison between the House Oversight Committee and the Republicans holding a press conference, sure making some headlines, sure wagging their finger very condescendingly at Joe Biden, while on the left, a GOP rep has been infiltrated by the FBI and is now already sitting in prison. It's just, it's just an interesting dichotomy that we have going. When Republicans want anything or want something done or demand something, it's always an excuse as to why it can't happen. There's always a hiccup somewhere along the line. There's always some person in authority to step in and tell us that it can't be done even if what we're asking is just the simplest, most basic function that a government performs can't be done. It's too expensive. Well, 80 years ago, we instituted an asylum rule because of the Holocaust. And so now we have to let in 1.6 million people in three months, the vast majority of which are military-aged men, not even from Mexico or anywhere within a thousand miles of our southern border. There's always some reason why Republicans just it just, just can't get can't get anything done when Democrats are caught red-handed just with their hand in the cookie jar, just full on busted in criminal activity. Yeah, nothing happens. They are above the law. Of course not even speculation. 
I always bring it up just because it's the most apparent and, and obvious example, which would be Hillary Clinton having James Comey come out and say, yeah, she committed a crime, but no, we're not going to charge her. I mean, th- that's what happens when the Democrats get caught. You're nowhere near that finish line of, hey, they were actually arrested and charged with something. Meanwhile, you know, whether it's inappropriate touching from 30 plus years ago or whatever George Santos is accused of, they operate with the speed and efficiency of a lightning bolt. DOJ files criminal charges against GOP Rep. George Santos. According to a leak to CNN, Santos says will appear in federal court on Wednesday, according to the outlet. But that's already occurred. He has already been placed into custody. He surrendered to federal authorities in the morning and is expected to appear in a federal courthouse on Long Island later Wednesday. Officials said he's been charged with fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and false statements. The congressman and his lawyer did not respond to earlier messages seeking comment. The federal allegations mark the latest chapter in a saga that's put Santos under a bright spotlight in Washington and beyond. The lies he told voters in a district stretching from parts of Long Island to Queens largely escaped national attention until his November victory. Once they were revealed on a broader scale, Santos, who flipped a seat previously held by a Democrat, appalls for what he called resume embellishment. We'll get into exactly what uh, he's accused of, but first should we watch this video of uh, – the Republicans uh, making a, having a press conference about the litany of crimes for the Biden administration. Do we have that video? I mean, just it just dropped a few minutes ago. Here's the video of the uh, House Oversight Committee uh, wagging their finger impotently. Let's watch. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. Wow, incredible. No way. That's crazy. Anyway, they arrested your uh, newest colleague for something much, much less significant already. So, And, you know, it's, it's frustrating because obviously, like, there's, there's only so many ways that we can expose the Democrats just – endless corruption and you know whether it's corruption of just like the typical type where they're getting billions of dollars from foreign entities that they you know gift with american largesse once they're in office like the clinton foundation or you know any of these families that just just billions of dollars from the saudis and everybody else like it you know there's sort of the typical corruption in that regard And then there's just the wholesale destruction of the Constitution itself as the CIA and the deep state continue to operate disinformation boards behind the scenes, and we can get into that. But, you know, that would be even even a greater threat to our constitutional republic, not just the 
corruption of taking money from people you shouldn't take money from, but actually systematically eliminating and destroying the safeguards that are guaranteed by our constitutions. A little bit bigger of a deal, but uh, all of that just goes on completely unmolested, unretarded, un unfettered from any restrictions whatsoever, whereas meanwhile, Republicans, I mean, whether it's the lawfare or the fabricated investigations where the spy state reaches out to some group and says, hey, we really want to uh, help you to destroy your enemies, so go ahead and write us a letter saying you're feeling threatened, saying that you uh, – Saying that the people, you know, the mothers complaining about what their kids are being taught at school boards are, are domestic terrorists. And we'll go in, we'll kick their door down in the middle of the night and haul them away at gunpoint, traumatize their children for life. You just let us know. You just point the finger. We'll do it. So it's just, uh, I mean, this is it. This is it. This is the end of America. We are um, experiencing it in real time. So I used to have to go to history books to see what, what this was like. What was it like when the Russia, when Russia became the Soviet Union? Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements, you don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Back, folks. We'll be joined in the next hour by Dr. Richard Bartlett. Talk about COVID 19, which continues to plague our headlines every day. 
Very excited to talk to him. We'll hopefully get more into the hidden in plain view story as there's been some developments in the third hour. Still a lot to talk about, and we'll try to take your phone calls at some point today as well. But uh, Santos has surrendered. He is now in custody. There's a couple interesting aspects to this story. Now, the Washington Post published the information that's now available about the investigation. Having trouble figuring out exactly what it is that he's been charged with. He surrendered to federal authorities in the morning and is expected to appear in a federal courthouse on Long Island later today. He's been charged with fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and false statements. Congressman and his lawyer uh, didn't respond to uh, requests for comments. Santos has been the subject of multiple investigations. Prosecutors and federal agents have been scrutinizing his campaign finance reports and a host of related questions about his personal income and spending. Of particular interest to authorities is how Santos's income seems to fluctuate significantly, as well as a loan he made to his campaign of more than $700,000, according to people familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity. The congressman also came under fire for allegedly pocketing $3,000 from a GoFundMe page. Well... Okay, I mean, yeah, no, that's that's bad. It's bad three thousand bucks. I mean, I mean that's the worst thing any any congressman's ever done. I think probably three thousand bucks. Meanwhile, the Security and Exchange Commission has interviewed people about Santos's role in the Harbor City Cap, uh, Harbor City Capital, an investment firm that was forced to shut down in 2021 after the SEC accused it of operating a classic Ponzi scheme. Wide-ranging complaints filed by watchdog groups with the Federal Election Commission earlier this year accused Santos of misrepresenting campaign spending and using campaign resources to cover personal expenses, among other allegations. In January, the Justice Department's Public Integrity Section asked the FEC to hold off any enforcement action against Santos, suggesting the prosecutors were examining overlapping issues. In March, a House ethics panel said it would investigate Santos and establish a bipartisan subcommittee to examine claims about him, including his past business practices, campaign finance expenditures, and an allegation of sexual misconduct. And the really interesting uh, part about his arrest and, and the investigation that led to it is the fact that they had FBI agents or F- FBI operatives actually working in Santos's office under him. And I'll, I'll explain that in just a minute. Now, to be fair, I've done practically no research into George Santos. I really, I don't know who he is. I don't know. I don't care. Right. I've heard, I've read all the stories where it's about, you know, things he's lied about. But, you know, it's like how am I supposed to how am I supposed to care about exaggerations he's made? For example, they they detail some of these Santos said his mother was inside one of the World Trade Center towers when they were intact on September 11th, 2001. But that that apparently wasn't true. Oh, oh my gosh, what? No way. Every single week, Joe Biden tells a fabricated story about his past or his family. 
I'm sure if you tuned into Joe Biden right now, he'd be telling somebody about how his great grandpa was actually a, a black Baptist minister that tamed tigers on the side. Like he's just he's just an inveterate liar about his own past continuously, constantly, every week. There's some new story. People have made compilations where like over just the last year, he's like, I grew up in a I grew up in a, a Cubano household. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, and I remember every weekend we'd go down to the, the Puerto Rican market and pick flowers for the veterans. It's just like he's just – so, OK, but George Santos um, exaggerated or, or lied about where his mom was. Like, and was Hillary Clinton under sniper fire, fire in Bosnia? Like, OK. I, I, don't, I don't like care about George Santos. I'm not here to like defend George Santos. But, you know, liberals understand this concept when it comes to, like, something like race, right? Where they go, they talk about, you know, white teenagers and black teenagers use marijuana at the same rate, but black teenagers are 50% more likely to be arrested for it. That's wrong. It's like, yeah, that is wrong. That is wrong. There should be an equal application of the law. So where, where, where are you at? Where are you at on all of this? If you're talking about improperly gaining from you know, campaign funds, Maxine Waters ring a bell, Nancy Pelosi ring a bell, these people whose families are paid millions of dollars for like coordinating sign printing or whatever. Like this is bad. All, all of it's bad. Like all the corruption, all of the you know, taken off the top, all of the self-bribery that takes place is the thing that is, you know, the cancer destroying our political system from the inside. I get that. I'm in favor of that. Why is only one side ever held to account? Why, why is it that these laws are only applied when it's useful to the permanent deep state establishment class? Why is it that we have this anarcho tyranny where laws just don't apply to certain people but are carried out to the letter when it comes to republicans and do you expect us to care about george santos when he's some freshman republican that's done nothing when you have the president of the united states embroiled in much more significant controversy that goes completely unreported and completely uninvestigated by the authorities in Washington, D.C. But this is where it gets really disturbing. Town Hall has the story. Hold on a second. George Santos's office had an FBI rat? Yeah, that's right, and they're actually bragging about it. A guy named Derek Myers. He says, I can publicly confirm that during my brief time in the congressman's office – I had met secretly with agents from the FBI in an effort to work as a confidential informant and human asset against the congressman during my course of employment in his office. So this is, this is our new situation. Forget civilian oversight of the military or the intelligence agencies. It is now inverse. So now you have FBI operatives – FBI confidential informants actually embedded inside congressmen's office offices 
and working on behalf of the FBI to bring down the person that they're working for. Of course, when it comes to the FBI, I mean, can you trust anything these people say? I mean, some people, of course, just see the the political expedience in this. And they're just like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that snitch helped to unspool the George Santos criminal mastermind super plan to steal 300 bucks from a GoFundMe. Like, I get that, you know, the other side would see this as as a heroic thing to be to be a snitch to be an undercover rat for the FBI and to me the fact they have a guy inside George Santos's office bragging about being an asset of the FBI working against George Santos means i don't think you can trust any of the information coming out about this i mean how easy would it be for that guy to plant evidence how easy would it be for that guy to give the FBI whatever it is they wanted to get the conviction that they're seeking? And this is opening up the door for the total and absolute elimination of civilian oversight. The idea is, right, that you've got the spy state with these incredible powers, but they're kept in check by the civilians that are elected by the population – And in that way, the people, us regular people, have, in a way, with a few degrees of separation, oversight over the spy masters that operate our intelligence agencies. Now it's the other way around. Now they're in charge. They're spying on Congress. They're spying on the Senate through their electronic records, through their cell phones, and every other way that has been exposed in the recent past. And now they're actually embedding agents in the offices of Congress people that they don't like in order to eliminate them. It's the end of the country. Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated triiodine form. For a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism, get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. You came down to this southern town last summer. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to an Alex Jones emergency news alert. And good evening. Welcome to Tucker Carlson. There isn't just evil in the world. There's also good. And a few weeks ago, Tucker Carlson, with the top news show in the world, got fired from Fox News for telling the truth. And I told you back then, I won't bore you with all the videos. Regular listeners saw it. 
I told you that he would not go with Newsmax. He would not go with the other shows that are free money. He wants to be totally independent and control his new show because somebody very close to Tucker Carlson told me that. And also said, look for him to do a deal with Elon Musk. I'm on record. Viral news stories all over the news me saying it. It's there. It's on record. So yet again, Infowars.com, Alex Jones, tomorrow's news today. It is so exciting that in Maine and in Florida, he'll be hosting a show 12 months out of the year, weeknights, with Tucker Carlson tonight. This is so exciting. And look, you say what you want about Elon Musk, but putting Tucker Carlson on the air, who is not going to be censored or controlled, is another major feather in Elon Musk's hat. So we salute Tucker Carlson. We salute all of you. And I want to remind you, his first video he put out a few weeks ago has 25 million views. That's four or five, six times all the viewers that Fox News has every day. His latest video just launched a few hours ago. Millions and millions of views. It'll have 50 million views. This is so exciting. People don't want networks. They don't, they don't want corporate establishment, Disney or Hollywood or any of that. They want authenticity. They want reality. They want pro-human information. And Tucker Carlson is the essential example of that. And so is InfoWars. So we're battle-hardened, we're under attack, but you recognize the fact that we're under attack by these evil forces shows how bonafide and authentic we are. I'm not financed by George Soros, Democratic Party, Republican Party, any of that. I'm financed by you, your word of mouth, your prayer, and supporting us at So here is Tucker from his great compound in Maine reporting to the world about what he's planning to do. This is so beautiful. It obsesses the system so much. Fox has leaked all this garbage against Tucker. They're trying to put handcuffs on him so he, quote, can't be on cable until January 2025. But in his contract, he can be online because the big cable giants aren't worried about the Internet. And it'll be even bigger on the Internet, just like Joe Rogan, and will then end up on every channel. So Joe Rogan is huge. He's the king of the hill right now. And I love Joe. He's a good friend of mine. He lives right here in Austin. Hell Studios a mile away. But... Look out. Tucker Carlson's about to go from iconic to game-changing historic. And I'm just blessed and honored to be here. So we're still at InfoWars.com and Band.Video. We're still on the air every day, seven days a week, 11 a.m. Central weekdays, InfoWars.com. Here is Tucker Carlson talking about the reality of what's happening. And remember, I told you all this. I said, don't hold your breath, Newsmax. Don't hold your breath. Patrick Ben-David, who's a great guy, he's not going to go with somebody else controlling him. He's going to go with an independent platform where he has full control. So if you thought Tucker Carlson was hardcore before, you ain't seen nothing yet. And this is another archetypal Carl Jung story of the hero of a thousand faces. This is happening now. Evil is not the only power in the universe. There's also humanity as well. So here's Tucker Carlson with his big announcement that just came out about an hour ago, going viral now. But regardless, we'll see you weekdays, 11 a.m. Central, Infowars.com. God bless. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have, but that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? 
Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters, every day of the week, every week of the year. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands, you're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, second hour of American Journal has begun. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, joined today by Dr. Richard Bartlett. He's a former top medical advisor to Governor Rick Perry and and is a recipient of the Meritorious Service Award from the HHS as an expert in therapeutics and their use in combating the symptoms of COVID-19. Dr. Bartlett discovered the Budesonine protocol, which has successfully treated hundreds of thousands of patients. As a result of his recovery, Budesonide is now a part of India and Australia's protocol for treating COVID-19. The website where you can find information about this is budesonideworks.com. And we're going to run the gamut. I mean, there's so much stuff still to talk about when it comes to COVID. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Bartlett. Honored to be here with you, Harrison. Well, very, very happy to have you here. Of course, uh, so much going on in, in the world today. What's happening with COVID? Because it's not something that we hear talked about, you know, nearly as much as we used to, obviously. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. I mean, I, I think we're all sick of it. But also, we can't forget what they did to us. We can't just go, whew, that was, that was a crazy time. Let's never think about that again. There's so much going on. And it, it has to do with what we're experiencing now with the border opening and everything else. But what's the latest when it comes to uh, the treatments, the protocols, the budesonide? You know, what's happening right now that uh, is, is bringing this back into the news cycle? You know, it seems like uh, it, the looking back at what happened, what went right, and more of what went wrong. Right. Um, and uh, a lot of it was methodical. But uh, now, after the fact, people are having revelations. Uh, the Northwestern University just uh, published a story, a study that uh, uh, half of the people— According to that report, half of the people that were diagnosed with COVID as COVID deaths actually died from secondary bacterial pneumonia. Right. And so, you know, a doctor who's been practicing for 30 years like me that takes care of patients in the ER would say, of course. Right. Uh, because the number one risk factor for bacterial pneumonia would be a respiratory viral infection. Right. Guess what COVID is? Uh, and so uh, that should have been hit uh, at the beginning empirically, proactively, but uh, we had everything was upside down and backwards by design. Right. And so when I had a protocol, a treatment strategy that was working and saving lives, literally getting people off ventilators, getting people out of the hospital, which included simple things, intuitive things for a doctor that went to medical school and was awake during classes— uh, would be antibiotics to protect from a secondary bacterial infection. And the antibiotic that I was recommending that was part of my treatment protocol that I published in, uh, in uh, Global Journals of Science Frontier Research, uh, we published it so it was there if anyone did a uh, study, was clarithromycin, an antibiotic that covers walking pneumonia, the atypical bacteria, and it also covers strep pneumonia, the encapsulated bacteria. Sure. 
And so uh, that was used at the very beginning, as well as the inhaled steroid budesonide, which uh, shut down the release of all the cytokines. We heard about cytokine storms over and over again. Those are the inflammatory chemicals that were released from the respiratory lining by COVID. And those are actually what caused all the symptoms, uh, the shortness of breath, the chest pain, the body aches. uh, And the inhaled budesonide shut down the release of every single one of those. Uh, So, I mean, this is what you're describing is just traditional medicine prior to 2020. Common sense, intuitive, uh, weighing out the risk and benefits. Hey, there's no risk to a budesonide treatment, which is used on two-pound premature babies for 30 years. Um, and right. that's as delicate a human as there is on the planet. Yeah. And we don't bat an eye there. It's probably okay for everybody else that's human. Yeah, you would, you would think so. I mean, similar to ivermectin, right? It was perfectly safe until it started being used, you know, potentially to uh, help treat COVID. And then it became, you know, very dangerous and we, and we can't have it. So, I mean, how did they, you know, my question is, how did they carry this through the entire medical industry? Because like, it, it seems crazy that, as you point out, like it seems like any doctor that was awake through medical school would know these normal protocols to run. Like, how did they just get people to ignore their entire training and their history and their decades of of practice to refuse to provide any sort of uh, treatment for COVID beyond remdesivir and ventilation and basically, you know, guaranteed death? Like, how did they? How did they psychologically get doctors to go along with this? You know, there's a picture that tells the whole story. And it's on the internet. At a hospital in West Texas, they were putting plastic bags over people's heads that tested positive for COVID. And so, uh, you know, you don't have to go to medical school uh, to realize that if you put a a plastic bag the size of a uh, a 50-gallon yeah. trash bag over someone's head that's low on oxygen already with a disease that's wiping out people around the globe, that that might not be a good idea, right. that it might be a suffocation hazard. No, it's Yet just... that was done in doctors, Harrison doctors and nurses and therapists. And um, x-ray techs looked the other way for a whole year. Right. While oh, they were yeah. do- For a whole year. Yeah. They were doing this to children, minors. That's if you If you walked past a child care center, and you look through the plate glass window and you saw them putting a plastic bag over a child's head in the corner to protect the workers, Right, that would be called child abuse. Sure. But you do it as a protocol in a hospital, and uh, there's no recourse. And not just children, but elderly. And so, you know, this may sound radical, but at some point we'll pull that up. Uh, the picture and show oh, your no, viewers. It's, uh, I, I completely believe it. I, so I pushed back on that, yeah. Harrison, because, hey, if that was my kid with a bag over its head, I would be uh, jumping up and down and somebody would uh, uh, be corrected. Yeah. Well, there it is. You would think so. Yeah. Right. Look at that. It says equipment cover on, on the forehead. And it's not it's made insane. for human use. I think that the manufacturers of that bag probably assumed that people were smart enough not to put that over humans' heads. Uh, you would think. You would think so. And that—that's that, what's that, so. Wild. That is answering your question right there. How do you get? How can you get doctors, nurses, hospitals to literally label it a protocol and look the other way for a whole year, Harrison? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think it comes down to a personal decision of I don't want to risk my financial right. situation, my career, my reputation. I don't want to be the one that calls this out. 
And I think most people will go along to get along. It really is just the, the is it the Milgram experiment? The, the following orders is just, well, I've been told from on high to do this. And even if I know it's not helping and possibly killing people, I'm just going to do it because it's not my fault. I'm just doing what I'm told. And so the Milgram experiment was just an experiment. This is real life. Right. This is not in the past. This is real time. And so I'm telling you right in my own backyard in West Texas where I work as an emergency room doctor, doctors, lung experts, pulmonologists, critical care doctors, hospital administrators looked the other way and actually uh, endorsed it. And so I can't, I can't explain how that happened, but it happened. And, uh, but you know, there's a lot of retrospective stuff being put out now after mm-hmm. the fact. Right, right. It would have been nice if Northwestern would have called this out three years ago. Sure. Uh, I called it out. I wrote a paper saying, you know, this is why you need to give aspirin. Harrison, uh, I didn't tell you, but I'm on the nonprofit board that sued the FDA for the Freedom of Information Act request for the Pfizer data. Okay. On the Pfizer shot. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you would think that the FDA, of course, wants to inform the public, right? Well, that's what they're there for. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're supposed to protect who? The public, I think. Right. Uh, but when we gave that request with attorney Aaron Siri, the response was, we'll release that in 50 years. Yeah, 50, 50 and, years. And then they thought about it for two weeks, Harrison, and they thought, well, maybe they were wrong. They said, we'll release that in 75 years. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, 50 and years. So, that, we don't want to rush it after yeah, all. And so uh, uh, why oh, did God. the things happen that have happened in the last three years? I think we need to look at why they happened and not repeat it again. I think it's important that we're talking about COVID, not that, because it's happening now, because COVID's over, sure. but because we're going to have other health crises, and uh, whether they're man-made or whether they're natural, uh, we're going to have to make sure we don't repeat these mistakes. Yeah. And uh, so... They keep, they keep saying a second uh, pandemic's on. Oh, they on. promise it. Yes, they, they are guaranteeing a second pandemic's on its way. And the same people that did this to us the first time are still the ones in power. More with Dr. Richard Bartlett on the other side, budesonideworks.com. We'll be right back. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. 
Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Yeah, the COVID, you know, we're still dealing. I guess you can say the the culture has uh, long COVID. Maybe that's one. Maybe that's one way to put it. Like we're still dealing with the fallout of COVID, and, and we can get into how this intersects with the uh, border being open and the fact that Title Forty Two is a COVID protocol that's ending now and, and getting into all that. There's so much to talk about with my guest, Dr. Richard Bartlett, former top medical advisor to Rick Perry, recipient of the Merit Service Service Award. Like, he's not just some guy off the street, okay? We got an expert here who's had massive success in his protocol for treating COVID. Uh, com. I, I guess let's just start with budesonide. What is budesonide? How does it work? So budesonide is an inhaled steroid. Very simple. You're getting a steroid, that, a corticosteroid that decreases inflammation, but this is one that's been studied for 30 years. Right. Actually, in Egypt in 2017, they published a study on patients that were on the ventilator in the ICU with acute respiratory distress syndrome, which, which is was, what COVID causes. Which was usually like a death sentence, right? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. put on the ventilator, it was like yeah. start You get a ventilator, goodbye, yeah. you got acute respiratory distress syndrome is what caused COVID patients to go to the hospital short of breath right. and end up on ventilators many times, which was a disaster. Right. Uh, some studies said initially that 80% would die if they crossed that threshold and were put on ventilators. Mm-hmm. So why were we pushing people to get on ventilators? Boy, there was a whole lot of salesmanship by doctors yeah. to get patients to comply with signing a piece of paper, getting paralyzed, right, and then put on a ventilator. And uh, against the science and against the evidence at the time, but budesonide is an inhaled steroid. It, it, you can give it as a, an inhaler mm-hmm. or in a machine that's a nebulizer that makes a mist. And if you use the nebulizer you'll get at least 60% of the medicine to the target tissue in the lungs. But an inhaler, studies say many times only 10% gets to where you need it. So we were using a nebulizer machine, and it shuts down the release of all the inflammatory chemicals that COVID causes the release of. Tumor necrosis factor, interleukin 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 11, 13, 15, cyclooxygenase, which is what uh, ibuprofen blocks. Mm. A lot of people benefit from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's just one of the chemicals that's released. Inter, uh, interleukin, which is what monoleucast and allergy medicine and asthma medicine blocks. But this shut down the release of every single one of those poisons at the source. And so that study that was in the Saudi Journal of Anesthesia uh, with patients on the ventilator showed that they got off the ventilator quicker and they were drawing blood before and after the treatments and saw that those levels all went to zero. Mm. And so this was a huge, powerful tool for the treatment of COVID, uh, budesonide nebulizer treatments. But boy, the pushback, Harrison, I didn't tell you, but Fauci came across this early. 
Matthew McConaughey did an interview on the internet asking Fauci, what about budesonide for COVID? Some people think that works. And Fauci said, well, in reality, Matthew, it's just a placebo. It doesn't really work. And that was on the heels of the video that I did that went viral right. on YouTube. They got pulled by YouTube because of, of inappropriate content. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because it might help people. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he never retracted that. And how many people died because of his misinformation, which was later uh, proven to be a lie by Oxford University. The oldest university in the English-speaking world is Oxford University since 1096. Right. 72 Nobel Prize laureates. And they did the stoic trial and the principal trial using budesonide against COVID. And, and they had to stop the studies early because it was unethical to give a placebo to people that had COVID that could die from not getting this treatment that they found was effective. Wow, okay. And their final answer on their study was this would prevent, nine, according to the evidence, 90% of hospitalizations, ER visits, and urgent care visits would be prevented with early treatment with just uh, an inhaler of budesonide twice a day. And so uh, a game changer, which was suppressed on purpose. You talk about dangerous misinformation? Yeah. Pull the rug out from under the American people by saying that this valuable, inexpensive, is $3 a treatment, Harrison. It's at every pharmacy on every corner in the United States. It's been used for 30 years there's 20 million Americans that have asthma. This is used to prevent asthma attacks. So we have a, a, a long history of safety with this medicine. Mm-hmm. But the overwhelming effectiveness was proven by Oxford University. And so I, th- I think Incredible. all this is in retrospect. Budesonide is an inhaled steroid that helped save lives from COVID. Yeah. And then the antibiotic clarithromycin and aspirin. And when I mentioned earlier that 50% of yeah. the deaths were, were bacterial, so you could have prevented the 50% of the deaths uh, that's been reported and with the Oxford study of 90%. And we did for everybody that did get the treatment. It's just, it's so crazy. I mean, there's so many, you know, things that to be considered here. To me, what what is apparent is the willingness of these people, because I think we know why they didn't allow therapies. It's because you you can't do an emergency use authorization for the vaccine if you have a viable alternative treatment so they were very i mean they had a very vested interest in destroying the possibility of any alternative to the vaccine because then you wouldn't be able to justify the bingo. emergency use bingo 2022 it's reported that pfizer received 38 billion dollars right with the vaccine and that in that 2022 that one year moderna received 18.5 billion dollars right so yeah there was definitely uh, you, you know, is there a benefit to the vaccines? Well, some people think there was $38 billion benefit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as far as people doing well, when we got that Pfizer data from the FDA that they did not want to release, uh, I was in the courtroom in Fort Worth, uh, federal courtroom, and the federal judge, Mark Pittman, said, no, you're going to have to release that information to the Department of Justice lawyers right. that were defending the FDA's stonewalling of releasing the information to the public. And when we got that, and it had 1,200 diagnoses of bad outcomes, including heart attacks, strokes, dozens of autoimmune disorders, uh, you weigh the risk and the benefits. What was really the benefit? Yeah, I mean, I, as, Is there as far as I know, there, there absolutely uh, was not one. And the, the latest studies that you know we've been covering on this show show that 
the more you take, the more vaccines you take, the more likely you are to get COVID, the more likely you are to die of COVID. So, I mean, so forget I, benefits. Yeah, Harrison, it said it had dozens of autoimmune disorders listed by Pfizer about their product. Right. They knew about it. Did they tell the public? No. Voluntarily, they did not. And then the FDA was given that information. Did they release that to the public, to the doctors, so we could tell patients? No, absolutely not. They wanted 75 years before they'd release it. But it also had one other thing. It had Kaposi sarcoma. AIDS cancer listed on that list by Pfizer associated with their product. Have you ever heard of any medicine or vaccine or medical product or surgery that had AIDS cancer, Kaposi sarcoma, listed as a potential associated problem? No, and of course, when you ask that question, what comes to my mind is every time you see a, a medicine advertised on TV, you hear the big list of, of horrifying things. This Did any of these people who were pushing the vaccine ever list a single side effect, right? When they were pushing the vaccine, whether it was Biden or Fauci or the, the news uh, you know, stations or the you know, rap stars making songs about it, I mean, can you imagine if every one of those statements had to be uh, you know, appended with – Oh, yeah. Five, five minute long list of things. Yeah. Uh, including all the cancers, heart attacks, sudden death, hemorrhagic stroke, uh, myocarditis was on the list. Did they ever tell us that? No, we found that out the hard way by watching and, people fall over dead and, on and the then soccer when, field. And then when we reported it, they called us fake news and, and shut us down and got us kicked off the internet for reporting what was true. This is the scale of the evil that we're dealing with, folks. Hope you understand. Like, we're not exaggerating. They want us dead. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth. The solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements, you don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Richard Bartlett is in studio with us today. Former top medical advisor to Rick Perry, recipient of the Meritorious Service Award at the HHS. He's an expert in therapeutics and their use in combating the symptoms of COVID-19. You discovered the budesonide protocol, and you can find that protocol and tons of information about it and some of the, the big studies that have shown just how effective it can be at budesonideworks.com, budesonideworks.com. Now, one of the as you pointed out in, in this uh, interview or in, in our discussion, COVID's over. COVID's over, and one way that we know it's over is because now we can't protect the border anymore. I mean, it's this weird thing where we were using Title 42, a 
COVID provision that was saying, hey, because of COVID, we are able to expel people. Uh, and then the government goes and says, well, the COVID pandemic is over. So now we, you can't expel people anymore. Title 42 is over. I mean, what does COVID have to do with protecting our border? I mean, just what's your take on this as an expert? Harrison, uh, at, the height of, at the height of the pandemic, when people actually were getting the Delta variant, mm-hmm. uh, which was killing peop- some people, uh, I was asked to be a doctor for the migrant children's camp in, okay. Midland, in Midland County, Texas. And uh, that was something that got uh, popped up overnight mm. without the public being aware of it right. at a uh, uh, at a man camp, an oil field man camp that was taken over, and the government was bussing in um, my uh, illegal aliens. Right. Uh, and uh, so I showed up that day, went through the two layers of razor wire, passed the armed guards at both levels mm-hmm. in there, and it had branches of all the military helping run this. And uh, we found that 10% of the COVID patients, uh, 10% of those children had COVID. Right. And so where were they coming from? How were, how was this, this, this disease was getting imported. Right. It was getting imported and it was being in a coordinated manner on fancy buses in the middle of the night. Right. And uh, so how does that tie into now? Well, we have a border that's about to be open in Sudan uh, just three weeks ago, there was a biological lab that had some dangerous pathogens in it, and the list that's getting reported is getting shorter and shorter each report that comes out. Yeah, and they say they don't know who took it, and they don't know where those dangerous agents are. And are they going to check a million people's pockets coming across the southern border tomorrow? Do you think they can actually like literally be bringing in test tubes of this stuff to release? Or infect people right? and have the people come across the border. And so, uh, which is what I'm saying, we found that uh, 10% of the people coming across the border in that particular camp that were children were infected with COVID, which was a very high percentage, sure. abnormally high, because children usually— It's like 1% did, at right. the Right, yeah. and so this was disproportionate— and so can a disease come across a border? Absolutely. That was common sense, intuitive. We knew that forever. Of course, yeah. Uh, but now all of a sudden we're not supposed to look that way. Well, it's, it's one of those weird things where like they, there's this like cognitive dissonance or, or selective knowledge. I don't know how to put it, but you know, when they're – I have young kids and they're constantly trying to tell us to, to get vaccinated and – you know, they say like, well, this this disease is eliminated here in America, but there's always a possibility it can come from outside. So it's like they know they can recognize it <laughs> oh. can happen in certain situations when they're trying to push a vaccine on you. But then if you're like, hey, maybe we should shut the border. Suddenly it's like you're crazy for thinking that. Well, it's OK to think. And, and so speaking of one of the agents that they had in that biological lab was um, measles. Right. Guess what? Two days after that raid happened and those things disappeared, we had 10 cases in the United States two right. days later. One of them was in Maine with someone that was fully vaccinated to measles. In other words, they were supposed to be protected where they wouldn't get sick with measles and they couldn't spread mm. it. But the health uh, officials have quarantined that person to prevent an outbreak. And so someone can be fully vaccinated with the traditional, with our us- usual vaccines comply entirely but we're seeing that there's a strain now mm. 
that is infecting people that are vaccinated that could cause an outbreak, and they're, they're concerned enough that the state of Maine has that person locked down. Yeah, see, I haven't, I haven't heard almost anything about that. And even you know, during the break when we were talking about this, I was trying to look up what the latest is out of Sudan. You can basically only find stories from two weeks ago when it says, you know, WHO warns major biological risk you know, extremely dangerous pathogens are in this lab that's now out of anybody's control. It's in the hands of, of unknown rebels. Uh, since then, it's been basically radio silence. Uh, the, the latest I've been able to find was from over a week ago, and it really has nothing to do with the Sudan uh, medical lab that, that got raided. So I guess we just, I mean, we're we not supposed to look know? that way right now. Uh, yeah, I, uh, we're, yeah, right. We're not being turned that way to look. But, yeah. but Harrison, last month, uh, doctors in the United States were being told that we should be looking for Ebola in the United right. States. What was in that lab? Uh, they said measles. They said polio. They at, uh, Early reports said SARS-CoV-2, right. which requires a level four lab because it's a respiratory pathogen that can be spread easily. It requires that level. But the latest argument that he, uh, initially it reported Ebola in that lab. Right. And then that got taken off the list real quick. And, and some of the arguments that came out after the fact saying, well, it probably didn't have Ebola in it because it's not a level four lab. Well, it, it had SARS-CoV-2. Right. And, and, and there is no registry of level four labs worldwide. Did you know that? You know, nothing surprises me anymore. It's they like, guesstimate that there might be uh, 60 of these level four labs around the world is the guesstimate. It seems like people should really have that nailed down. Yeah, it's, it seems like it. I mean, it's just completely insane. And, and this is, you know, the real one of the many real problems that, that we have with COVID. But, you know, COVID was such a low danger disease at the end of the day, right? It was sort of similar to the flu. It depends who got it, people. Harrison. Right. It, it, but, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, H5N1 that kills like 50% of the people, right? The bird flu that's. Right, that, which they're saying might happen, which that, Redfield said. Is going to be the great pandemic? I think uh, it's the former it's, CDC uh, director in Chile right now. It's like killing all the seals that that are down there. So you know, we we I almost fear that we've been like programmed by COVID to not take any of this seriously. But if it was something more deadly than COVID, if it was something like Ebola or something like H five N one, I mean, it, it wouldn't be ridiculous to lock down and go through all you know some of the more crazy protocols if if it really was as as dangerous as you know they pretended COVID was in the beginning. Well, according to Redfield, COVID was a wake-up call, right? Uh, and he's the former CDC director at the time COVID started, and he said the great pandemic will be a bird flu, right? Uh, that will kill ten to fifteen percent of the people that get it. And so, uh, how would he know? Well, he is the CDC director. He is a virologist. Maybe he has heard something that you and I have not heard in some secret meetings, right? But the bottom line is, every situation needs to be treated. Uh, individually and every patient needs to be treated individually and the centralization of healthcare is the opposite of that where you use a broad right. brush that's the chinese way of handling covid and how well did that work when I they had failed nine, utterly yeah. they had 92% vaccination rate and they had their biggest outbreak ever recently right and so apparently they don't got it figured out because yeah. all of the th things that we did came from china it wasn't american medicine that came up with 6 feet apart masking social distancing uh, welding doors shut on apartments. That's Chinese communist care that was, why did we follow that strategy out of a country that was not a healthcare leader forever? Right. Uh, but 
I think we need to be aware that we will potentially have other problems. And back to COVID, I work as an ER doctor for a heart hospital. And the test, we do many tests when someone comes in with chest pain, especially if they have a history of heart disease. But the acid test, the one defining test of if someone has heart cells that have died is troponin. And so we draw blood, and if the troponin blood test is up, that means that heart cells have died, exploded, and spilled the troponin out of the living heart cells into the bloodstream so it could be detected. In the University of Basel in Switzerland, they just did a study that said that 3% of the people that get COVID shots have elevated troponin, meaning heart cells have died. So we're not, we're not just dealing with the fallout of COVID. It's the COVID vaccine that's the real danger now. We're going to get into that in our final segment on the other side with Dr. Richard Bartlett. Don't go anywhere, folks. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. I had a hard time being able to eat. condition continues to decline. This was 10 days in the hospital protocol.
Let's move towards the ventilator. Can I help you? Daniel demands budesonide. The doctor ASAP. capitulates. Three days of the treatment. Three days. I'm in shock of where I am today and where I was three days ago. Just with this treatment that the doctor said will not work. It will not work. And look where I am today. Praise God. And thank you, Dr. Bartlett. Wow. 14 days home from hospital. He's working out for our radio listeners. This is a video of one of uh, Dr. Bartlett's patients. You can see it there. I mean, he was on death's doorstep before getting budesonide. Literally a miraculous recovery. That is incredibly interesting. So again, that's budesonideworks.com, budesonideworks.com. And so that guy had to actually argue with his doctor. And this sort of goes to what we were talking about during the break. We were talking about uh, Fauci and stuff. And I was saying, you know, like I was arguing with people during the pandemic. They would be so vehemently in favor of Fauci. And it was always like, what are you basing this on? Why are you getting so worked up about some dude that you've never heard of before acting like he's a paragon of truth when you you have no experience with him? What is it that inspires you? Similar thing there where it's like this patient goes, hey, I want to try budesonide. He's got to argue with his doctor who's going, this will not work. This won't work. He's got no evidence of that. Why would you argue against something if you don't have evidence for it working or not? They're just told to, so they do. I mean, this is the thing that's hard to, hard to wrap my mind around. Harrison, remember the picture of the bag over the head? <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's your answer. Uh, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be logical. Yeah. It doesn't have to have... Uh, don't confuse people with science, okay? <laughs> uh, including Fauci. Right. Uh, Budesonide's been out for 30 years. I, I laid it out in a uh, study that I published. Uh, he could have read that. Uh, he might have read that, by the way, but he said the opposite. He said it was just a placebo. Right. Uh, and so that is called dangerous misinformation. He said, don't wear a mask. He said, wear a mask. He said, wear two masks. He said, if you get the shot, you don't need to wear a mask. If you get the shot, you have to wear a mask. He has lied. Uh, so Peter Navarro just did an interview this week where he said, January 28th, 2020, I was talking across the table, uh, across the desk to Anthony Fauci, didn't know who he was. And he lied to President Trump. He right. lied to us. He didn't just lie to President Trump. He lied to everybody. Right. He lied to the American people. And, and lying about things that have to do with life and death, that have to do with that whether— That led to hundreds of thousands of deaths, to millions of deaths. That's a big lie. And, and so far, he's gone completely unconfronted with this, right? Never— Never retracted anything, never apologized for anything. I mean, it, it's, it sort of makes sense because if he admits what he did, I mean, he's admitting that he's responsible at least in part of for millions of deaths. But again, this is where, you know, people think we're crazy at InfoWars for like running around like chickens with our heads cut off, like pulling our hair out. But like this guy's, a, in my opinion, he's a mass murderer. I mean, he has contributed to mass murder and he's getting away with it and – God only knows if if there's another you know big outbreak, someone comes across the border with a, a Sudanese test tube and, and releases Ebola, pocket. it'd be Fauci on TV again, again telling us what to do, despite the fact that everything they implemented has at this point beyond any reasonable doubt been a complete and utter failure. And yet he's still walking around 
uh, confident and, and acting like uh, he's done nothing wrong. I mean, oh. how do we prevent this from happening again, Dr. Barlett? I think, first of all, we need to – I think the American people have a bias to help their neighbor, to do the right thing. Most people want to help people, and uh, most people uh, are, are not evil. Right. Uh, and, and so that is, uh, I think, tr- uh, definitely a safety net for us. But you need to be careful who you listen to. Right. If someone has lied to you over and over, if there's a source that has given misinformation, disinformation, wrong information, this, uh, Dr. Burks, remember her? Of course. Yeah, Deborah, Burks. Yeah, yeah. She said in a book after the fact that she knew that the vaccine would not prevent you from getting COVID. Did she say that when she was in front of the microphones? No, she said the opposite. Right. And so do we need to, we need to be careful who we listen to. Uh, there are many voices out there. Some of the loudest voices are lying right. on purpose. And so you got to be careful. If you have a track record of bad information, which has been proven by science and, and by a, a body count, then don't listen to that source anymore. And those sources are out there. I remember uh, there's a, uh, was it Rachel Maddow that was talking about how the vaccines will protect you and explaining how uh, she was talking well, of course, about. everybody does. She President had tremendous, Joe Biden did too. She had amazing promises. Yeah. Biden also said, if you get the shot, you won't get COVID. And then he was losing his patience yeah. with us. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah we're the bad guys. And then he got four shots that were 100% effective, according to him. Uh-huh. And then he gets COVID. And, uh, how does that work? Uh, and so- and Fauci got four of those wonderful shots that he said would protect you from getting COVID, and he got COVID twice. Yeah. So uh, I think you need to be careful not to listen to the same voices that have lied to you for three years. And yeah. there are sources of information. I have not changed what I said from three years ago. Right. I said this is I, yeah, in that it, interview. You know, it was, isn't that interesting that for everybody else, this is the science changes. Well, the science has evolved now. Yes, I know what I'm saying now is completely contradictory to what I said three months ago, but that's because I'm following the science. Strange how with with people like you and I, we've never changed what we've. I gotta said. say, I gotta say, what a bunch of BS. <laughs> because science before Fauci, before January one, twenty twenty, when the American healthcare system was hijacked. Yeah. Before then. A scientific fact was reproducible and observable. Mm-hmm. It facts, uh, scientific facts are you know gravity is nine point eight meters per second squared on the United States on, on planet Earth. It's different on the Moon, right? But you can put that in a math formula and you can do the math. And so scientific facts do not change, right? Uh, and uh, what I said in that interview that got pulled. Uh, in 2020 by YouTube was that you'll never be able to make a one-time one-shot vaccine for COVID. Right. I guess I was right. Uh, but Fauci and, promised but of course, that. you're the one that gets removed because you're contradicting the WHO. They are the authorities in all things science. I mean— Let's talk about the WHO. I got to say— Please, that yeah. Dr. Tedros is not a medical doctor, not a nurse, not a chiropractor, not a pharmacist, <laughs> not a janitor in a hospital, and uh, with monkeypox— he overrode the nine experts that gave him advice about monkeypox that were virologists, epidemiologists. They were trained in their fields. And he heard that they said it's not a, a public health crisis. He overrode them. And that one man with his one voice, one vote said, monkeypox is a worldwide health crisis. Right. That's the power of one man about a healthcare system for the whole world. And the end of this month, they're going to vote on whether that world the pandemic treaty pandemic treaty yeah. happens, where that where that guy will have control over your child's health care or your health care 
and it won't be you and your doctor figuring it out. It's going to be whatever the who says, and ultimately mm-hmm. it's going to be him. And, and of course, uh, California has already passed laws where if a doctor contradicts the CDC or contradicts the central government, uh, they will lose their license. So okay. no one's going to risk that. All right. The CDC, on their website, recommended masking for monkeypox. So monkeypox is not spread as a respiratory virus. They got so much guff from doctors and scientists that they had to remove it from the website. That's a fact. Facts don't change. The fact was the CDC put that there. Were they right or wrong? They were wrong, and they removed it. So does the CDC get it right every time? I, I don't think so. Course, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it depends on what you mean right, because if you're, if, if you're a good person and your intention is to try to stop a, a public health Harrison, pandemic, I'm for the humans, and right. I'm against the diseases. Then they got it wrong. But if you want to use uh, just both the diseases and people's willingness and desire to be good people and to help out their neighbors, and you want to weaponize that to depopulate the earth and, and you know create a, a slave state where – everything has the impetus and the importance of uh, you know medical emergency then they did very well actually they got all of this right because they succeeded in their mission but and they're getting is, away with it who is dr tedros he's not an american citizen he's from they say somalia but he's from eurasia which has a terrible human rights record oh right eurasia no, and he's like by somalia in it yeah it's, uh, somalia and eurasia have uh, he, uh female genital mutilation is and they want to they want to make him the head of the centralized he's already, medical response. He's already the there. Totally insane. We go on forever. Dr. Richard Bartlett, thank you so much for being with us. Budestinedworks.com. Go there to get all of the information you need about everything we've talked about here today. Thanks, sir. Thank you. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy, Turbo Force Plus, now in a canister, stronger, and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof, sold out for over two years. Just didn't get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. Infowarsstore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, Infowarsstore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. Infowarsstore.com.